ghosts and ghouls and all of those good things. Guys, welcome to the Halloween episode. Hello, Mr. Claywell. Hello, Mr. Ham. <laughs> How are you? I am, you know, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm not going to lie. I'm so tired. This has been a crazy, crazy, crazy week, um, especially with all of the lead up to Halloween. Yes. Um, you know, kids are super excited. We had a science fair this week, so we did that oh, as wow. well. So, um, and I mean, it, there's just it's it's like the air is electric at and, school because it's it's crazy, crazy busy there. And, yeah, and I noticed out front of your of your home here, uh, yeah. outside of Two Miles Podcast Studios, <laughs> I noticed that uh, somebody's been busy as all junk because your yard is like. <laughs> To the nines, man. It's awesome. Well, I you appreciate all, that. You got all the decorations. Some of them scared me. Like, I'm yeah, not going to lie. Weren't, you weren't ready for the movement out yeah, there, right? Yeah, yeah, I was pulling up in the driveway and something like lurched forward at me and I was like, ah! <laughs> Yeah, we we haven't done Halloween on a grand scale and, uh, you know, it's been, I want to say something like uh, eight years, some, probably, maybe longer than that. Um, since Ashley's dad passed away, actually. So that, oh, wow. I think that was in 2014. That was our last, or, or the year before that was our last big Halloween party. So we didn't do, um, I mean, we've, we've done, you know, Halloween kind of incrementally larger each year since. But this is the first year that we've really, you know, put the things back out front and did some decorations in the house. Um, so, yeah, um, it's nice again. Okay. <laughs> So I, I, I didn't really pay too much attention. And I know sometimes people get those like spooky soundtracks that they play, yeah. you know, with the weird noise. And do you have anything like that going on? I don't have anything like that here, like like here. But now if okay. you did hear something like that, my next door neighbor has um, has one of the 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 um, projector, you know, things right, where yeah. you, you can project a ghost. But it's inside his attic. Uh, the the window that's up above like like in oh, his okay. eve so it's in that window and there's a soundtrack that goes along with that and you can hear like you know that well, kind I was of stuff. just saying if you if you're interested in finding some creepy sounds to play yeah. may I make a suggestion of course absolutely all you need to do is get a PA system from an American Airlines 737 and have that installed Okay. Have you not heard about this? No, I'm not. Okay, so a few weeks ago, uh, there was a uh, American Airlines flight from LAX to Dallas. Okay. And just after the flight attendant was making the announcements pre-takeoff, before they could turn off the PA system, <laughs> all of a sudden you start hearing these sounds broadcasting over the PA system. And it sounds, it is like these eerie, creepy, like you just hear like, what? What? You can hear it. Like, what is it? (laughs) Nobody knows. She, She proceeded to turn off the PA system and you could still hear broadcasting over the speakers in the cabin wow uh they came on (laughs) so you can go online search it on youtube search like american airlines creepy sounds and there's a there's a video on youtube of it go look it up and watch it it's good i will definitely check this out (laughs) but you know like for the entire flight it does this the it, entire time until they landed in Dallas. It okay, was so still doing it. I and wonder the, if the, there's and they like, even came on. 
the the cockpit crew, the captain, even came on and said, we are aware that there's some weird noises coming over the PA system. We can't determine where it's coming from. It does not appear to be anything uh, like a mechanical issue. Or, yeah. yeah, it's nothing electrical. It doesn't appear to be anything detrimental to the operation of the plane. It's just George the ghost that's over at, yeah, yeah, right. in aisle 13. Right. Yeah, it's just, it's just uh, you know, the guy we shot last week in seat 12B. Don't worry about it. Uh, but yeah, it's go look it up. It's insane, but that's so, a good Halloween. You know, sound. I have I have you know worked with working with like PA systems and and all that kind of stuff. You know, for years. Like I mean, I've done this my entire life. I have heard some strange things come across like PA systems when maybe a connection isn't quite right, and you have like maybe a, a, like an electrical buzz or something that's going through an amp. And if that's the case, it could have been something like that that was just kind of filtering through and into the speakers. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I've never heard it. I definitely am going to look this video up though and check it out. Yeah, watch the video though. It. It. I mean, I've heard static and buzzing and hissing and uh, ground loop issues and. Yeah. No, this it sounds sound like, any of like that. it sounds like somebody moaning. Yeah. Or. Have you heard those weird goats that kind of sound like they're making human sounds? Yes, I have. It almost sounds like one of those, maybe. But it, I mean, it's it's it, it's it's not like a. Zzz. It sounds like somebody going. Oh, dude, that's. Just and weird. I mean, for the entire flight, <laughs> and no matter what they do, like it just kept going, like it wouldn't shut off. That's crazy. So anyway, <laughs> that I just is had to crazy. throw that one out for Halloween. Uh, go, yeah, go check it out because it's whew, it's <laughs> cuckoo bananas. So uh, before we like dive into all of this that we're going to talk about tonight. Now, right. I mean, there's, you know, this is a fun episode. We're just kind of going to touch base on a couple of, of fun things, you know, that, that pertains to Halloween. Yeah. Um, is there anything new, anything new that's going on with you? Let's, yeah. let's, let's hit that really quick. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Uh, so I have been working at my employer, my current employer for, uh, over 14 years. And I just recently had an opportunity for, uh, promotion. Yeah. Uh, I applied, went through a few interviews and just recently got my offer letter. Awesome. So I have been accepted. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I received a promotion at work. So I get a, a little more responsibility, some more things added to my tasks, but uh, a little and, more compensation on the back end and, as and well. a little more pay. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, and it, it helps too, because I've been, having trouble for a while since the pandemic, pretty much uh, getting my hours every week. Right. Uh, right. Uh, as uh, me and a couple of the other guys say, we're victims of our own success. Well, you know, uh, we, we've done such you a do, good job. I was going to say you do such a good job. You kind of work yourself out of a job. <laughs> yeah. We, we've done such a good job repairing the machines that they don't break anymore. And so we're, well, uh, you know, there's that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this, but this gives me an opportunity to do, uh, I'll be a little more not HR stuff, right? But I'll I'll have a little more administrative tasks to do for the for the team. Uh, I'm I'm a lead, a team lead now. Excellent. Uh, so I will be responsible for going back over and and checking work order tickets and escalating any issues that they have. I'll be the first point of contact for any technical problems that they have. Uh, I'm expected to be the subject matter expert or SME, 
as they frequently call it. Smee. Smee. <laughs> Bring my slippers. Smee. Uh, that's what every time they say it, that's what I think of is just poor Smee on, yeah. on hook. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's every, yeah. So I'm expected to be the subject matter expert, the first technical contact for the team. Uh, and I'll be able to go in and, and, and help them with issues with the work order tickets, the work order system, uh, inventory parts ordering. That's kind of all going to be my field. So that's yes, awesome, I, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really happy. And it gives me an opportunity to do other things to get some more hours in. So that's, a that's big really relief. good. Yeah. That's yeah. a big sigh <laughs> relief for me. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, the, the biggest thing for me. The, uh, now the drawback to that is because I'm going to be, uh, first point of contact for the team. I need to be available when most of the team is working. So I, I, I know you were saying that days off could change for so, you. Well, they're going to. Yeah. yeah. My days off have to change. Uh, so that might be an issue in the short term, just getting adjusted to the new schedule because I've had the same days off for a very long time. Right. Uh, so but now uh, my days off are going to change a little bit. And so. Uh, that's also going to affect my stream schedule. Something, to, so, uh, something I, I know with the, the the job that you do, you have a whole lot of windshield time. Will yes. that change as well? No. Will you have just as much or more? Or just that that part doesn't change at all. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, good deal. Uh, I mean, I, I guess good deal. Yeah, I still, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fine with me. Like like I said, I'm I've been doing that and still not being able to get my forty hours in a week. Right. So. Anything they could add to it to help me get more hours, I'm welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's it's just more hours, basically. Okay. Well, so, that's yeah. awesome, dude. I'm yeah. I am I am very 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 happy that you got the promotion. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I just I hate that it's going to change my stream schedule because that's one of the things with streaming. Uh, you, when you d- start developing a community, which I have a small one going, um, and I love them. I love everybody that comes and hangs out. It's, it's awesome. I've really, the support truly means a lot to me. Uh, but you know, changing that schedule. Yeah. That yeah, can I mean, that interfere. Can, yeah, gonna, now it could, yes. Yeah. It'll, it may interfere, interfere with this, but it could open up other opportunities as well. Yeah, of course. I mean, so. it, it, but I'm just saying like, you've got those people that are there that, you know, it's like, it's, it's almost like cheers. Oh, right, yeah. the I same, start same guys hanging out at the bar. Right, on those same I start nights. my stream. I got the same people. They're they're you know they're used to me being there. I see them when I stream. Yeah, I get to hang out and talk to them. And if I change my schedule, you know they may have to work the new day that I'm streaming. That's true. <clears throat> um, not that you know, and that's just something that that goes with the territory. But I, Twitch pay versus what my real job pays <laughs> I have there's, to, a, there's a little discrepancy there's a between small, the two. it's a little tiny you just a little bit yeah so i, I mean i have to go with <laughs> that, my, that that little period i don't want to say commas that little period is in different places right <laughs> oh yeah way different places yeah yeah for sure so but yeah so how about you anything new going on in your world um i mean not really that much i should say um things have kind of settled here we we went through some upheaval with the other job that we have like outside of teaching right um and that has kind of settled down. Yeah, it's actually settled down quite a bit. Um, the one thing that has happened since the last episode, and I touched base on this the last episode. I think it was the last episode. Um, you remember we were talking about Dead and & Company, and they're doing their final tour this yeah, year, right? Yeah, you said, yeah. So um, they announced dates. And 
um, like they announced dates, I want to say on a Monday and that following Friday is when they actually started like the pre or Thursday or Wednesday was the pre-sale Friday. It opened up to the general public. So I have been kind of a sucker for the pre-sale because I mean, I've just to make, basically make sure I get at least tickets to Riverbend so I can take the kid and the wife and we can all go up there and hang out with the hippies, have a good time. Right. Yeah. So this year I decided, you know, I'm just going to hold back off of that and I'm going to just see if I can just get general admission tickets after the pre-sale. Can I ask a dumb question? Real sure. Quick? Pre-sale versus general admission. Is the pre-sale more expensive? Is that why they do it? Because it gets them a better rate? Uh, no, or? it's not. It's it's. It's a it's the same price. It's just opened up to they open the presale. Um, you have to sign up for it, so it's almost like it's an exclusive sale to those fans that want to do that. And it, oh, okay, it, you, okay. it's it's an by invitation only thing. You know, okay, fair enough. And I, I just didn't know. So you know, and if, typically if you've bought with at, by the presale before, they normally will go ahead and give you a code to where you can get in because they know you're a customer that's going to buy, right? Okay. So I decided, though, this year I'm going to wait and do the general admission thing. So I did on Friday, went ahead and um, logged in, was able to grab three tickets for me and Ashley and the kiddo. We're going to go up to Riverbend. And um, so I was like, I was like, so since this is going to be their last tour, I I was going to try to get in a few shows. Right. Just not just the one. Yeah. So I my original plan was Atlanta. Georgia, right? Okay. Charlotte, North Carolina. Or no, no, no. Green. Yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. I think that's where it was going to be. Anyway, there was one in either South Carolina or North Carolina. Um, and then I was going to hit the um, Riverbend show and then two shows in Chicago. So I was going to try to hit five total shows, you know, for this tour. Ooh, right? That's a lot, sir. That's quite a bit, right? And it would have been I over mean, like a three week period. So I would like go to Atlanta, go and, and 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 you know drive down that day. The Atlanta show would be that night. I would have a day between it and the the next show, which I'm thinking it was in South Carolina. Um, so they okay, so they have Atlanta May 28th. Yep. The show Charlotte, right after that. Charlotte. Charlotte, North Carolina, May 30th. So two days later. Yes, that's the one I was going to go to. This sounds like some stuff. And then Raleigh. Yeah, I wasn't doing Raleigh. So Charlotte. Okay. Okay. And then, <clears throat> so my, my like I said, it was Atlanta, Charlotte, uh, Riverbend. That w- so I would come back home for like a week, week and a half, something like that. Then hit Riverbend or hit Chicago, two shows, and then Riverbend. Oh, right? so you were going to do both shows in Chicago. Yeah. All right. Back to back. Woo. Yeah. So I was going to do those two back to back, right? Okay. So I was like, I went in online and I started looking at at ticket prices and mm-hmm. availability. Chicago's one of those shows had sold out, was done. So I was wow. like, yeah, I can't get into that. So um, I don't want to do just one night there. So I was like, okay. So um, then I started looking at the Charlotte show and just lo- like the, the general admission ticket, like for Riverbend is like right around $90. Right. Okay. So the Charlotte was like two hundred forty-five per ticket. What is it like a, a it's, half the size venue? I, or something? I guess it must be. I, I've never been to that venue, so I don't. I don't know. So anyway, I was like, "Yep, can't do that." Because uh, Riverbend's outdoor, right? Yeah, and most of these are outdoor, right? Like most of them, they'll, they'll do oh, either stadium shows. Yeah, but or, a stadium is you're still in the stadium. Yeah, like Riverbend is. I th- isn't it like on a? It's like right like on the in river. a field. No, 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 no. no. I mean, what am I thinking about over there? I don't know. There's River, one. There's Riverbend one up there. Is, it, I mean, you have the lawn section, then you have like a covered like pavilion type 
area and the stages down there, and then the river's right behind them. It's at but, like But Coney it's not Island. like a stadium, though, right? No, no, no. It's not a stadium. Yeah, okay. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. It's, it's just like a big open kind of field thing. Yeah, kind of. Like, yeah, 30,000, 35,000. That's yeah, about okay, it, right? Okay. Yeah, okay. So anyway, <sighs> was looking at all of that stuff, right? right. Okay. So Charlotte was crazy expensive. Atlanta, I was like, yeah, I could do an Atlanta show. It was like right around 125. I was like, I can probably pull that off. Right. And then I was like, man, you know, really when they hit their 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 stride on a tour, New York shows are really supposed to be good. I mean, those are really good shows. Um, the SPAC show, that's the um, Saratoga Performing Arts Center. That's a typically a really, 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 really Saratoga Springs over up in New York. That's a really, really good show. Okay. And then once they kind of move away from the East Coast and that, that area and they hit the Midwest, the Colorado shows are on fire. And then they finish off strong in like L.A. and San Francisco. Well, that's their home. That's home for them, right? Yeah. So what do I do? I'm curious. Click, 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 click. What does Folsom Field tickets cost? Three night run in Boulder, Colorado. I bought all three nights. Wow. And I got them all for like $350 for all three nights. Not per show, all three nights. Per ticket? Or I mean, like per. Now that's, I'm just going. Oh, okay, okay. So, so it'll okay, just okay. be me. So it's just one ticket. Okay. So I was thinking that's damn good if you're getting three tickets at three shows. That's that's a <laughs> yeah. hell of a deal right yeah. there. I mean, still though, I mean it was like ninety five, ninety five and one thirty five or something like that. Wow. So I am going to do Riverbend with the family and then um it's July first, second, and third <sighs> for in Boulder. That's gonna be so hot. No, it's in it. You're at twenty five thousand, or you know, you're way up in this in okay. in altitude. Okay, okay. So it's not gonna be t- terrible. Um, I mean, it's literally right outside Denver. Okay. Right? So I'm gonna go over there, and Dave is gonna meet me there. He bought tickets oh. as well. And we're gonna at least pull one show together down there with his family. Oh, you're gonna so hippie out with him. We're gonna huh? hippie out, you know, and 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 it's it's. I mean, I, I'm I'll be traveling a little further than him, but still. Because, yeah. you know, he's in Montana. Yeah. But still, I mean, yeah. So I'm doing four shows this upcoming tour on their 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 last leg of it. And that three-night run, I'm hoping for... Okay, so I, I collect the posters, you know, yeah. from shows. Right. Um, when they do the two-night runs, they have a poster that if you do one night, it's, you know, one poster. But if you do both nights, if you put those two posters together, they make one big poster. It's like one big picture. Right. So... If you do all three, you have access to them that are uncut. Oh, so nice. I'm hoping to get one of those. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that will be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool. But yeah, so that's what I've got coming up this 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 coming summer. So I'm gonna, nice. I'm gonna tour with the Dead and Company for a few days. <laughs> I'm stoked. That sounds really cool, man. I'm happy for you, man. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Okay, so you want to dive into some of this now? Let's get spooky with it. Okay, so um, whenever we we've talked about stuff like you know conspiracy theories and um, you know the the creepy weird stuff that that have gone on, we've told ghost stories, we've done all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this time, I thought it would be interesting to bring in some weird and spooky kind of things 
but that we know for a fact are 100 percent true I'm like down. like it, it actually happens right yeah, yeah i'm down man so um, my family and I, we have been official members of the House of Mouse for like ever. Like my first trip to, you know, the, the, the house that Mickey built was like, I think I was 10 and it was right around the 25th anniversary, 10, uh, something around like that. I, okay. I remember the big, um, you know, the, 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 the sorcerer Mickey hat you oh, know yeah, yeah. on top of epcot i remember that okay i don't so, but okay. yeah so that was like my first experiences in disney okay. right, right in the parks so um there's some really weird things that go on in disney parks that the, are kind of behind the scenes and, and almost like urban legends yeah yeah so i've pulled up a few of those and i don't want to like you know hit uh, all of them because there's Tons and tons. Oh yeah, yeah, of things, right? Yeah, especially if you start dealing with like the old rumors about Walt himself. Yeah, there's like, some really weird stuff yeah. that went on, right? <laughs> yeah, for um, sure. So the first one that I that I thought was interesting was, um, so you know, Walt was he was he was all about building the happiest place on earth, and yeah. you know when he built um, Disneyland, California. He had this piece of land and it was in this it was prime real real estate in Los Angeles. And he was like, you know, we're going to build this park. It had a total of of I think it was 18 attractions whenever it opened. And he had absolute zero control over what happened outside of that little piece of land. So like today, if you go to Disneyland, it's surrounded by cheap motels tourist trap like souvenir shops there's even some like seedy adult like um stores and theaters that are like within looking distance and walt was like you know what i have i have no i I have no control over this and i i cannot stand it i don't like this even though when i'm inside the park i feel happy and it's it's the atmosphere is different when you arrive at a disney park it should not be what it is in l.a so he decided to go and find land elsewhere. And of course. he found land in Central Florida. Now, Walt was smart. He was a businessman, right? Um, he was able to what what he the way that he was able to acquire land was by actually building shell companies, right? He created shell companies to go out and start buying up swamp land. Oh yeah. Just yeah. outside I mean, Orlando. Yeah, that's pretty right? standard when you're wanting to do something large and you don't want to and, and you, you don't, don't want, want to give yourself away. Yeah, because you don't want people jacking their prices. Exactly. Up. Right. That was what he did, right? Yeah. So he started building like or he started buying up all this land. Of course, as soon as they figured out who who it was that was buying the land, it went from literally like fifty dollars to a hundred dollars an acre to like two thousand dollars an acre yeah of course so um he but before that he was able to build or to buy up an area that's literally the size of san francisco that's that's what disney property is wow it is monstrous it's huge and the parks themselves you know they're small like cells in in that land right and they're far enough away from one another that they don't overlap and he's able to control everything around it so um disney did this and Almost immediately, whenever the things you know started, like construction started happening, there were accidents that started happening, and that's just you know when you have large scale construction, it's going to happen. 
Um, he wanted to kind of recreate a lot of like the the Disney feel from Los Angeles. So the attractions that he had at the old park, he started bringing, you know, that same design to the new park. And one right. of those was Pirates of the Caribbean. Lovely, lovely ride. I mean, yeah, you get great to, movies, uh, great movies. You, <laughs> you, when you approach Pirates in the park, um, you walk into an area that kind of looks like you're in you know the caribbean obviously and you right. the turnstile even like where you go through the line it feels like you're going into like almost like a dungeon or a prison or something when you do finally get inside you get into these boats and you start riding through you know effectively the movie now because it it's it's been rethemed to match the movie Right. Well, and a lot of the movie was themed from exactly the, they the ride. Pulled like, like the the guy with the bomb sitting on the keg and yep, the, the, dog the dog in the, the jail. Yes, yeah. all of that. Yeah. Right. So um, even like the the guy that with the the pig, you know, that's outside in the he's, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. drunk. Right. So anyway, all of that was there during construction of pirates. Though one of the welders that was working like in the top part of the building. Um, he actually fell to his death. His name was George. And they said after that that the the ride was haunted by the, the ghost of George the, the, the welder. And um, to the point that weird, odd things would happen that would shut the ride down. And um, okay. so it has become customary now for employees that work on that when they come to um to to work that morning they greet george and that appeases the ghost good morning george and he lets the ride go throughout the day without having any kind of real big hiccups or upsets so the ghost is appeased in that one and i thought that was kind of a cool thing we definitely know that the man died on the ride right Another odd thing about that specific ride, um, the original in Los Angeles, the bones are real. Now, that has been removed since. However, there are rumors that there are at least four places in the original Los Angeles Pirates of the Caribbean where the bones that that you see are actual human remains. One of them is there's a bed and a skeleton is in the bed and above him there is a skull on the the, the headboard. They say that one is real. There's one in a prison where a, a timber has like fallen down and is on fire. The bone under the bones under it, they say part of those are real. And then there's two pieces of skeletons on the island where the treasure like they're they're burying the treasure. And the, the bones there, they say, are still real. And it's just fragments and pieces. But they say that those four spots, those are still, like, real. But why? The, okay, if they so removed the orig- all of the... I mean, I, I, I can understand why they used the uh, real bones originally. It's Right, because the authenticity. Probably, and they looked better than the props that they could build. And there's three reasons. And the same reason they did in Poltergeist, the movie. Right. They're cheaper. Oh, yeah. Real yeah. bones are cheaper than good looking props. Yeah. So that's in, in the original Poltergeist movie in the pool when yep. all the those when are all those real skeletons. Up. Yeah. Because it was cheaper for them. to. It was more because you could go to a, a, a university and buy the, the, the skeletal yeah. things. Yeah. That, yeah. 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 So but 
if they're going to go through and remove all the real bones, why would they leave four? Uh, that like I don't just, I don't know. It, to me that that they like I said that part of it is rumor, but there there was actual bone in the original. Oh yeah, ride. I yeah. fully believe that. Yeah. yeah. All right, and I could understand like if one missed or something, but like, right. And then, but and they said that the, the, the it, skull itself. They said that that one where it was part of the fixture itself. Yeah, I could see that one if it was made into the bed frame. And it is. I mean, the way the way the the <laughs> photograph that I have pulled up, right. it is part of it. So. Yeah, I could see that, but yeah, if it's just bones laying on a thing, like I, I don't know, and and they may have originally slipped through the cracks, but I can't imagine that after somebody was like, "Hey, those are real," that yeah. they wouldn't switch that they them wouldn't out. move them out, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, I mean, you're right. You're absolutely but, right. But yeah, I totally could see them using real bones way back in, back the, day. in the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So another odd thing that has happened at Disney parks is two major major events in history um happened at the disney resorts um because you know disney not only do they have the parks themselves but they have their own hotels they have their own restaurants they have their own shopping they have their own every like their own transit they have their own fire department and their own police station they i mean they like their own waterworks everything is self-contained at Walt Disney World. It's a self-contained city, just basically. Yeah. So um, these two events that that happened in history, which are kind of an an odd and weird thing, um, the first one um, you might recognize as, I'm not a crook. You know? Oh, yeah. Good old Nixon. Yeah. That speech took place at the Contemporary at Disney World at the hotel while he was staying there. So that was all, that all took place there. Is that in California or Florida? That's in Florida. Florida, okay. Yep. Um, secondly, at the Polynesian Resort, John Lennon signed the paperwork dissolving the Beatles. Oh. So that's another odd, weird thing that has happened there, right? Yeah. Um, so just kind of switching gears away okay. from just those things, the weird things that, that will happen like inside a Disney park, like say... If a character, one of the people that are in costume, has a medical emergency or passes away, they have specific protocol on how to deal with that so that way the guests never know what happened. Right. A medical emergency, they will help the person off and they can immediately be out of sight within just a few steps, no matter where they are in the park, because that all of the parks are there's like secret tunnels everywhere. Yeah. Like like the, like anytime that you're in one of their parks, you are literally walking on the ceiling Yeah, because there's like three stories worth of, of stuff under you. Right. Yeah. So they can be out of sight quickly. If someone dies in costume, they are to be sat in one of the park benches as though they are taking a rest. So if Mickey or Donald is sitting on the park bench, that person is dead. Well, I mean, they could just be taking a break. No. I mean, they're, they're not allowed to take a break oh. on above ground. Oh. So if you ever see them sitting down, that person But that's has, only somebody in deceased. like the big oversized suits. Yes. Not like a, not like a cast member. Yeah. Not or, someone that is like... Yeah, not someone that that is not wearing one of the suits. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the people that are wearing the suit. And the suits are so high-tech now, too. I mean, they even blink. Like, it's crazy how high-tech the suits are. Um, And then 
then we come to there are always every year there are people that pass away at the parks oh Um, yeah of course they say that most likely even though there are thousands of hotel rooms on site you're probably never staying at one that someone has not had either a medical emergency that was life-threatening or died in that room um, there's well, yeah, been that. Think many. about how many million people go there every exactly, year. I mean, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that happens. Um, and then there are those that want to remain in the parks for all of all eternity. <laughs> and when I say that, um, every, not just every year, but every month, there are at least one. Typically, it's more ashes from someone who has been has deceased and been cremated scattered in the parks. And they have specific places that people like to be scattered. The most um, the one that will probably remain and be, I guess, left alone, you know, is if your 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 loved one is scattered in one of the flower gardens somewhere on site. Because you're, it's outside. Really, there's nothing. It's just it will be in the dirt, and that's that. That one is the, the the one that will probably not get you kicked out of the park, but don't get caught. Because if you are caught smuggling the ashes of of a deceased loved one in, um, they're going to either ask you to make sure that you leave with those, or if you are caught actually scattering the ashes, you are going to be banned from the parks. You have to go like full on like. Uh Shawshank Redemption, like a little hole in your pocket. Start Pretty dropping, much. You start dropping, dropping down, ashes down your pants leg. Exactly, and shaking your <laughs> pant leg for it to come at the bottom, right? So here are the places that people like to be scattered, right? And people will will literally leave this in their last will and testament. Hey, scatter me at Walt Disney World. And if you your loved one says, you know, has a specific spot, obviously, if the family wants to try and... um and fulfill those last wishes they can. So, obviously, the flower beds, and those were well, I mean, left alone typically. Then you have um, Dumbo, the flight of Dumbo, the elephant. It is two, um, almost like the little, um, for those who have been there, you know, I'm trying to explain it to you to where you'd understand. You're riding inside Dumbo. Yeah. You push the little button or little thing forward he flies upward you're spinning in a circle underneath that is water it's like a moat that you're flying over people will scatter the ashes in the water before the ride starts a lot a lot of times that that happens quite often um obviously pirates of the caribbean because of all of the water it's dark and that's a a lot of people's favorite ride Um, if you go in the water i mean you're there you're there. That's right. Um, that's that's. There's nothing they can yeah. do as far as cleanup on that one. Um, same I mean, I guess thing eventually with, you go filtered out, but yeah, like, because everything is pumped and filtered, right? Yeah. Um, the one and, and to me this sound, seems like it would just be horrendous, even in afterlife. Small, small world. world, small world. <laughs> People um, will actually say, you know, I want to be scattered in small world. And I don't understand that one. Like even like even today, we, like we took Penelope on that one, right? And it was almost like this is a rite of passage, not something that we're going to enjoy. <laughs> you, you can just say you've been on Small World. 
And um, I something too that whenever I was doing research on this that I did not know, something that's very very creepy. Uh-oh. Small world never stops, never shuts off. Oh. The animatronics. 24 7 365 are going the music will turn off the well, lights turn off but weird. the animatronics continuously go and they say that they're uh, from what i gather they're afraid that because there's so much mechanics and it's original walt mechanics that if they shut it down the centrifugal force of getting everything going back again will just break it all to pieces so and it's probably all synchronized. It is like mechanically synchronized. It is. It is so, like a. It, it's like a giant clock. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. So they say that when like they'll shut the sound off, they'll shut the lights off, and you still have these little dolls that's dancing in circles and doing their, and it's so creepy, so five, creepy. Five Nights at Freddy's, anyone? And, and, yeah, no, no kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and then there is the place that most ashes are scattered and this happens like i said at least once a month typically it's more it's north of half a dozen a month um jeez so that is obviously the haunted mansion because you know there's 999 haunts and you could be the thousandth one um so <clears throat> On Haunted Mansion, when you get into when you go into that ride, the you're brought in as a group. There is a pre-show, and um, I don't. I never. I'm not going to give anything away because if the, for those we, we watched it on YouTube. But the, for those people out there that have never been, right? Um, the pre-show, your um, your host that's in the mansion talks to you. Um, things happen in that room. Watch for the people that are are, are working the ride. Th- they will just kind of appear out of nowhere, like very creepy. Like they, th- there's passages that they can come in, come and go in. So they'll just like show up behind you suddenly. Um, it's just very very odd, and they never break character ever. May I take your bag, sir? Yeah, and it's like they're always very very dreary and very dry and it's always uh you know it's almost like you're at a funeral the whole time wow so um they so watch for them you will get on what they call doom buggies d-o-o-m right Right. doom buggies so and And that's what you you ride around in right and you ride through the haunted mansion on the doom buggy Right. And so you get the doom buggies, you go in for the glory kills, you rip the demons apart. Oh, now listen to oh, you. <laughs> not, a little not rip and tear. Nope, none of that. None of that. Oh, no? <laughs> no, no. No? Different doom buggies, obviously. Oh, okay. So anyway, these things you, you ride in, they're almost like a little half, you know, shell, like a, a you know, and the the front is open. So, right. And the cool thing about the doom, the doom buggies there, um, where you should be looking in the mansion the, the buggy itself will turn so that way you're facing what they want you to see at all times of course. as you're going going through. So yeah. it's, that's really, really, really cool. Walt wants to be in control. Always. Yeah. Um, and that is the, the ride that a lot of ashes are scattered in um, to the point that they, they, they say that there is so much human remains in that ride, even with cleanup. Um, 
there's no way they could get it all out. Ugh. Now, they're, um, they have their own code when they find someone doing this, when they catch someone doing this. And the code is... Icky, icky gross? HIPAA cleanup. <laughs> Because they need to get the HEPA filters, vacuums, and vacuum up grandma. And I kid you oh. not, they will go in with, with vacuum cleaners. They they have to use the HEPA filters that will get those really, 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 really ultra-fine particles. Um, no particulates go out of the vacuum. And unfortunately, your loved one that wanted to become the 1,000th haunt will probably end up in the trash. Because there's no way of distinguishing what grandma was and what the dirt was around her. Well, I think they need to change the code. Yeah? Yes. To icky, icky, yuck, yuck? <laughs> no, I got a better one. Okay. Code 2319. Code 2319. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I love mean, come it. Come on, they could even stay in the franchise. Oh, my goodness. That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the and something too. I, universe, I, world like I said, I'm doing all of this research with the, with the, with the Disney stuff. Um, they have somewhere around 300. 300 feral cats that are in oh, magic cats. magic kingdom um hollywood studios epcot all of these different parks they just let them roam which keeps the rodents back and you can't get rid of them you anyway can't really get rid of them they're but they're okay with them and behind haunted mansion is a giant pet cemetery for the cats that pass away in the park and they are buried on site Oh, how Isn't lovely. Isn't that nice? Um, one little Easter egg for those of you out there that have not gone to Disney, um, but you are Disney fanatics. There is one ride that they took out a few years ago that was Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride was kind of crazy. It was kind of, it was, it was, it was nuts. You start like you're in a car and you right. end up crashing and going through like, like the wind in the willows. Yeah, you go. Yeah, you yeah. end up going through hell, right? And you there's demons and fire and all kinds of stuff, right? So um, everybody was up in arms about that when they they decided to close that down. They rethemed it, and it's the I think it's the flight of Peter Pan now or something or Winnie the Winnie the Pooh or Peter Pan. One of those two because they're like right side by side. It's one of those Maybe two. Maybe both. It may be. They may have split it in half and half and half. But um, by the way, Peter Pan flight is phenomenal. Like okay. you get like Tinkerbell is at the beginning of it and you're walking th like the the turnstile, the, 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 the line is going. It goes through the attic where, you know, Wendy and all of them are. Uh -huh. And Tink is flying all around and she knocks things over in the room. And she, like if she goes down in like a teapot or something, the teapot will glow or she'll get down in like the desk drawers and they'll rattle. And you can see the, her glowing through the keyhole. And hmm. it's phenomenal. It's awesome. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. But anyway, wait, 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 wait. before I before I lose my train of thought. Uh. So Toad's Wild Ride. Um, at when you walked up to that one way back in the day, there was a small statue of Mr. Toad made out of brass, and it was right at the the very top of the ride, okay, like where you entered it. That, of course, was taken down whenever they rethemed. When you go to Haunted Mansion, look in the 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 pet cemetery section. Mr. Toad is there. He uh. is up there in the cemetery, which is really cool. So oh, they buried him. Yep. So to bring it to bring it depressing, uh, you're talking about Peter Pan. Yeah. If if you want it depressing, look up the author of Peter mm -hmm. Pan and read about his life. 
Yeah. That's that's some Halloween material for you right there. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, Disney has got some creepy stuff that goes that's on. That's some weird things. And, uh, well, I would, and that's just scratching the surface. I you, could do five episodes on just Disney. Now, you would think, though, the, the whole ashes thing, right? right? Instead of trying to combat it, you would think Disney would just have a program. A place where you could go and say, you know what? Well, I mean, not, not only is... that, monetize. Yeah, they're all about the money. All they care about yeah, is the dollar. you're right. You know, just be like, hey, give us, you know, 500 bucks. Well, you can come in. We'll have a little place for you. Yeah, and you would think. I mean, it's not like they don't have this giant lake right in front of Magic Kingdom where you yeah. can literally see Cinderella's castle. Yeah. You could scatter ashes into the lake. You could, there could I mean, be an, yeah. an, a, it, your own memorial island thing out there where it could happen. Yeah, I mean, they, could, they could have a couple little, you know, they could have like a, a body of water for those people, a flower garden for those people, and like something themed like one of the rides, you know, right. for, for people that want to do that and just charge for it. Yeah. Like instead of trying to combat it, just, embrace it and make it a profit center like, I, mean, I mean i don't know they, why you're right they because that that is totally disney i mean people <laughs> people people would totally be all about yeah. uh you know the disney fans totally be about that oh um, yeah you know they would 100 absolutely so yeah i mean i've thought about even like getting some ink at some point you know because i mean i've got a couple you know spots right and i've thought about you know doing a hidden mickey somewhere or something oh cool yeah. Right on. Yeah, those are those are kind of cool, <laughs> and do it something that's really, 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 really faint because yeah. you know if, with it being a hidden Mickey. Yeah, I wanted to do a tattoo for a while, and I dropped the idea because I've heard bad things about it. But there's UV reactive ink. Yes, that's only visible under black light. Basically, yeah. like you can kind of see, you can see like the scarring right from the tattoo needle, but it's it's really hard to see what the design what really it is, is yeah. until you hit it with the UV light. And I wanted to get a Cheshire Cat. Oh, that would be that, flipping awesome. I, uh, yeah, that ink is kind of sketchy in my opinion. Yeah, because it's hard for the artist to see yeah. when, they're, when they're doing it. Like, it's hard for them to see how well it's going in. Because if they put a UV light on it, it just glows. Everything glows. Yeah, so right. they can't really see. It's uh, anyway. Yeah, you really anyway. have to have someone that's really good to do that one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and even even people that are really good still have a hard time with it because they can't see how how well it's going into the skin because every person tattoos differently. Exactly. So it's just it's yeah. But I I was talked out of it, uh, but I, I thought I thought it was a cool idea. In You're my right, mind. absolutely, but, it's a cool idea, but it didn't work out. So that's your thing. That was my thing. That's yes. you, Disney. I love, that's a lot of cool stuff though. There's that's a, there's, there's some wild stuff. There. Yeah, and Disney's been around for a long time, so it's had plenty of time to gather some rumors. Um. So I have wanted to bring one to you, and I know I've already kind of told you about it a little bit what it is. Uh, so, but nobody else out there knows. So, Mr. Ham here has discussed on the podcast a few times. He is a huge fan of Hercule Poirot. I love love the character. Yeah. So I ran across something a little while back about the author of those novels, uh, Agatha Christie. Yeah. And uh, I thought being Halloween and being that we like to get into a little conspiracy theory stuff from now and then, uh, let's talk about something that really happened. This isn't a conspiracy theory. This actually happened. It's real. You can look it up. It, 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 this, these events occurred. 
right? And uh, just discuss it a little bit because it's a little bit of a weird, wild thing, and uh, it's almost like something straight out of one of Agatha Christie's novels. Uh, what happened? So I'm just going to get into it because I don't want to. I don't know how else to lead into it, but um, everything that we're going to talk about here in the next little bit began on December 6th or if you're British as Agatha Christie was <laughs> you would say December 6th don't That's ask me crazy why. to me yeah, yeah it's, it's weird uh, oh no, no no I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry it began on December 3rd 1926 is when it started um, Agatha Christie disappeared completely vanished for 11 days so that's just odd in itself right and at, at this time she had already published six of her most famous novels and some of her most famous characters including poirot had already been introduced. So she was an extraordinarily famous person. I was going to say, so, I, I mean, she's had to have been well-known. People would know who yes. she was no matter where she went. Yes. Yes. That's. I just wanted to point that out. This this isn't something that happened before she wrote, before she was a famous author. Like, she was very famous at the time that this happened. So. Okay. Um, yeah, so on December 3rd, um, she just vanished. And now I'm going to read a little bit from an excerpt of an article in the New York Times. Okay. An American newspaper. Speaking of Dame Agatha Christie. Yeah. I don't know if she was Dame at the time. She is now, but... She yes. is now, yeah. But I don't know if she was at the time that this event happened. But... Um, just to let you know, like I said, extraordinarily popular. She is a British citizen. This event occurred in England. This article ran in the New York Times in America. I mean, that right there should tell you. In 1926, global news. Right. So just to let you give you an this idea. This is like the Lindbergh baby, you know? <laughs> pretty close. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so... Uh, in London, I'm reading from the article here, December 5th, Miss Agatha Clarissa Christie, the novelist, daughter of the late Frederick Miller of New York and wife of Colonel Archibald Christie, had vanished from her home in Berkshire under mysterious circumstances. And a hundred policemen have searched for her in vain over the weekend. Late on Friday night, the 3rd, uh, Miss Christie packed an attache case with clothing and went out alone in her two-seat automobile, which was a Packard something, I think. Um, she loved the car. Right. She, she was well known for driving this car. So this was like her favorite car. Just because, just to point out that she was familiar with the vehicle is all I'm trying to say there. Um she left alone in her two-seat automobile and left a note for her secretary saying that she would not be returning that night. At 8 o'clock on, uh, I guess, the 5th. It says yesterday morning. I don't know when this paper was published. Right. Uh, but at 8 o'clock 
Her car was found abandoned near Guilford on the edge of a chalk pit. The front wheels were actually overhanging the edge. The car had evidently run away and only a thick hedge prevented it from plunging into the pit. In the car were found articles of clothing and an attache case containing papers. Uh, and, and some of the papers included, uh, her, an expired driver's license and a few other things, but nothing, nothing of note and nothing that provided any clue as to, uh, huh. what she was in. So what are your thoughts so far? I, I mean, it almost sounds like she may have gotten in an accident or, you know, something happened to the vehicle. Something happened to her or the vehicle where she ended up wrecking. Maybe got out of the car to get help, or and been kidnapped. Maybe who All knows? Right, so possibly kidnappings. Where you're okay? You think she wrecked? Because because obviously the car, the car was 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 abandoned yeah. or it was wrecked. And you said it was it was yeah, front the, wheels hanging over the edge of a cliff. Effectively, yeah. Like like think like a like high a, wall of a quarry. A quarry. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so something has happened there. Yeah. Obviously the kidnapping is not going to happen as she's going down the road, but if that hap if that, if she had an accident, she might've gotten out, tried to flag someone down, they snatch her up and gone. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, that sounds logical to me in that situation, but then again, right. there's no evidence that was found on scene. You said to suggest that that happened. No, no evidence to suggest violence. Uh, of any kind, a struggle. So she may have just gotten in the vehicle with someone and went away with them for a few days. Yeah, maybe that maybe she wrecked her car and she got out and somebody picked her up and she just she may have had she may have had a bout of amnesia or yeah possibly <laughs> you know who knows. So for days, right? Days. Police are searching for her all over the area, canvassing, putting out flyers, statements, pictures. Have you seen this woman type stuff? Right. You know, all the papers are running headlines. Agatha Christie missing, you know, police search for Agatha Christie in vain, all this stuff. Right. So after three days of intensive searching, the police call off the search. they, They feel like they're just wasting man manpower. Because they're not finding her. And how do you not find one of the most famous people in the world? Right. Uh, they did say that her brother-in-law had come forward with a letter that she had sent to him the night she left. And the letter said that she was going to a Yorkshire spa for rest and treatment. Okay. Okay, so... Uh, please don't don't kill me for doing this, but I've actually pulled up some things too, right? On yeah. this because I Go am ahead. totally enthralled with this. <laughs> That's fine. And there's one thing here that just blows my mind, and I'm sorry, I don't want to, I don't want to pull steam from you or anything. No, go ahead. Did Did you read the section about Sir Arthur Conan Doyle in this? Did you see anything about that? Uh, he, I saw his name mentioned in conjunction with Sherlock Holmes, but okay. It says so. The, once she, once she disappeared, like it was such a big deal 
there were the all of the police right. plus thousands of volunteers that oh, okay, were kind okay. of canvassing. You're 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 a bit ahead of me, but yeah, okay. Okay. And then it said that there were famous people that actually waded into the mystery themselves. Yeah. Right? Yeah, of course. One of them being Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah. Who was who seeked the help of a clairvoyant. Yeah, so that's you, a, yeah, I knew, using I knew one of her that. gloves as a guide. So that's crazy stuff. One that of, is crazy stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, another famous person around this time frame. Yeah. Uh, is another name you may have heard. A stage name. I don't know the I don't know the person's actual name. Uh, but you may have heard of this person called Harry Houdini. I'm, I'm maybe the name Houdini rings a bell. So like I have this really good friend named Aaron Houdini. Houdini. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I worked with him at Six Gun City. Oh, he yeah. was he's from over in your neck of the woods. Do you you might have known him as Aaron Sullivan? No, I don't. But yeah, he changed like legitimately changed his last name to Houdini, and he is an amazing escape artist. So, so anyway, yes, I, I know but, who that guy is. But one <laughs> where I was going with it though is later. Uh, Houdini and Doyle have massive falling outs in public. Really? Because Houdini was a famous skeptic and debunker. Yes. He, he went, he, he, he went he after. The, yeah, he knew the tricks. <laughs> yeah, he, he knew the tricks and he actively went after these mediums and clairvoyants to expose them for the liars and frauds that they were. Doyle was a full-fledged believer. Right. So they did not get along at all. Yeah. So, yeah, well, as soon as you said Doyle, I was like, I bet he went and had some kind of psychic try to come in and find her. Yes. Because that's, that's, that's what he says, yeah. seeking the help of a clairvoyant to find Agatha using one of her gloves as a guide. That just blows my mind. doesn't tell you who it was. It just says that. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. But that was. Yeah. That <laughs> and was. This Doyle was during the disappearance. This is while she was gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I hope I didn't get like I say too too far no, ahead no, no, of me no. because that you're, was during that same same time period at least. Yeah, yeah. So you're 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 a couple of days ahead of me. There. Oh, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> like I said, that was on on December eighth. Her brother in law comes up and says, "Hey, I got this letter from Agatha. She says she's going to Yorkshire to the spa, yeah, for relaxation and treatment." And the cops, okay. So, but this has been front page news for days. You would think if a world famous mystery novelist was at a hotel, someone would recognize her. Someone would recognize her. And if not, you would think she would have seen a newspaper and been like, oh, I'm not missing. I'm right here. Exactly. You know, but she doesn't. She never did. She (sighs) never came forward. So, uh, Two more days after the brother-in-law comes forward with his letter, the police decide that surely if she was at a spa or hotel, someone would go Miss Christie, the entire country and, and, and nay, the majority of the world is looking for you. You may wish to sit, put out a statement to put everyone's mind at ease, you know? Right. Uh, something. So the cops start to think, no, there's no way... There's no way she's at a hotel. Like, it's just not possible. Because she would have come forward. Right. She Any any person would. She would have come forward if she was yeah, at a hotel. Yeah, you don't want people just out looking for you. Unless it's some sort of a publicity stunt. 
Yeah, yeah. So now the detectives start to think on on the tenth, right? They start to think, okay, she must have tried to kill herself, and when she tried to run the car into the quarry, into the chalk pit, and it got hung up in the hedge, right? She she gave up on that idea. Uh, but not too far from here, there's a place that the locals call the Silent Pool, which is alleged to be a bottomless lake, a body of water of some kind. Yes. So we bet she gave up on that and went to the Silent Pool to do herself in. Okay. So um, that's that's their new working theory, and they start focusing efforts to find her there. Um. Now, also about this time, it starts to come out in the papers that uh, Agatha Christie had allegedly been scared of her own house because she believed it to be haunted. Okay. So that starts to come out that she maybe, you know, the spirits of her house had tortured her to the point that her mind broke. Or something so it's like driven that. her mad. Yeah, that's kind of they're kind of coming for that, right? And so, um, in one of the news, in one of the local papers, uh, which was picked up again and reran by the New York Times, the headline is 500 police and planes hunt for Miss Christie. Her favorite terrier is also enlisted in the search for the missing British novelist. So they actually went and got one of her dogs. Okay. to try to scent her to no success yeah. and they had planes looking for her. like you know if they could look down into the water to maybe see if they there could was see a body her. or something yeah. that they could see yeah uh so uh, another excerpt from this article it is stated by one of miss christie's friends that the house in which she lived in sunningdale was quote getting on her nerves it stands in a lonely lane uh, unlit at night. Sorry, the print on this is very small, uh, which has a reputation of being haunted. The lane has been the scene of a murder of a woman and the suicide of a man, and its tragic associations were felt by Miss Christie. Quote, if I do not leave Sunningdale soon, Sunningdale will be the end of me, she once told me. So now they've got 500 people yeah. and planes and her dog trying to find her and the papers, global yeah. headlines. So she is just gone. She is gone with the wind. Unfound. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Wow. Okay. Uh, so the next day on December 11th, um, there still hasn't been any reliable witness reports of her being found uh no one has come forward that's seen her since she left her sunningdale home right uh but there had been a new uh important development in the case okay it had come to light that she had not left one letter with her brother-in-law but three letters one for her brother-in-law one for her secretary and one for her husband. Did they say the same things? Or did they all, did they tell three different stories? 
we're talking about an author here. So, right. I mean, right, right. <laughs> not only an author, but one of the greatest mystery writers of all time. <laughs> um, yeah. So, a little bit about this. Her husband refused to divulge the contents of the letter to him. Okay. He would not say what was in the letter. He did acknowledge that he had received a letter, but he had destroyed it and would not acknowledge the contents. The secretary had thought to have disposed of her letter, but it was found. And the most notable information in the letter to her secretary was that she, Miss Christie had stated that I must get away. I cannot stay here in Sunningdale much longer. So the police are still pushing this suicide theory, right? That the house is haunted. Her nerves are shot. She has to get away. She's, so she's done herself in. She's yeah, and she she you know she her husband won't say what was in the letter to him. Could have been a, a last I, confession. Yeah, I love you and right. Please go on without me and right. Da, 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 Who knows? Da. Yeah, yeah. Could have been something like that. Yeah. Um. So they start really trying to push this suicide theory, right? <clears throat> the problem is the secretary comes forward in strong opposition to the suicide because while the police released that little bit of the letter where she says, I must get away. They did not disclose the full contents of the letter. Okay. Wherein Christie had instructed her secretary with detail and upcoming events and plans and schedules for the future. Okay. So why would she make, plans and have you know make sure you book this make sure you do this we need to have this reservation she had all these details for her secretary about these plans coming up if you're going to kill yourself why would you You do that you don't do that right unless you're an author laying grounds for misdirection (laughs) another another mystery right call in So get him to come in and twist his mustache. And, exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, so now we're on to December 12th. Okay. Okay. Now police start to plea for help from motorists and amateur detectives. This is where people such as Sir Arthur Conan Doyle begin to offer their aid. Um. <clears throat> Without giving specific reasons, the police say that they believe that she is still somewhere not far from where her car was found. They won't say why they think that, but that's that's what they're putting out. And they start they start looking around for help. Um, and this is in the same uh, article in the paper. This is where her secretary also uh, starts to publicly oppose the suicide theory right so they have an interview with the secretary in the same article where they're pleading for help and the secretary is saying no 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 you know she she left three letters um none of them had any indication of mental aberrations uh the most important was left with me 
it's the only one that hasn't been destroyed and is now in the hands of the police. Um, the one was a personal note to her husband. He swears that there was nothing in it to have any possible bearing on the case or his wife's whereabouts. The other was to her brother-in-law. It gave no clue to her movements, uh, but said that she was going to a spa in Yorkshire. <laughs> um, both the brother-in-law and husband's letters were burned. And, uh, the police start scrambling for clues. Uh, they even turned to one of her in-work, in-process manuscripts called The Blue Train. Okay. Um, to try to see if there's any indications in her writings as to her state of mind or where she might be. So, you know, pretty pretty desperate acts, if you ask me. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. This is all very, very weird. It's very odd, right? Like it's like just it really. Had, it has this. <clears throat> I, 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 I mean, there's an air of mystery, which I. That's the thing with her. That was her. That was like her thing. So I mean, I'm really feeling like this was staged. So you think it's just a publicity? I stuff? think I'm feeling that way. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, no one knows. You may be right. Uh, okay, so now we're up to December 13th. Okay, so 11 days that she's been missing. Yeah. And uh, at this point, somewhere between ten and 15,000 people have taken part in the search for Agatha Christie. They've also enlisted six trained bloodhounds. Uh a, a, a many Airedale Terriers, many Retrievers, Assolation Police Dogs, and even Common Mutts. Uh, the police this day also state that she might be in London disguised, possibly even as a man. And, and rumors start flying that she's left behind a sealed envelope that's only to be opened when her dead body is found. See, that's what I'm saying. This whole thing stinks of one of her mysteries, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, spiritualists even hold a seance at the chalk pit to try to commune with her spirit. <laughs> what would it have been like to have lived in those days? You know, <laughs> <laughs> To, to think I mean, that that go, was scientific or almost scientific. That was like cutting edge science. Exactly. Does that not just blow your I mean, mind? And this is the same time frame where you go to the doctor and he's like, you got ghosts in your blood. You should do cocaine about it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yep. Either I mean, that or here, let's open a vein and get those out of there. Yeah, we got we to gotta get those ghosts out. We got to bleed you. Um, oh, my God. Still no success finding her, right? December 14th. cocaine about December 14th, papers begin to report the police have found some very important clues, including a bottle labeled poison, lead, and opium. Oh, listen, see, that, 
I'm just going to tell you that is straight out of one of her books. <laughs> Fragments of a torn up postcard, a woman's fur lined coat, boxes of face powder, and the end of a loaf of bread. <laughs> My gosh. And a cardboard box and two children's books. And a man standing over there with the mustache going, I know who did this. That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> So, I'm loving this, by the now, way. Now just even, let me just tell you, I am loving this. <laughs> well, I'm glad. <laughs> Hopefully people out there are liking it, too. Uh, so even more on the just creep, right? Detectives start to come up with a new theory. Okay. She's writing a new book. <laughs> well, she's they, they've given up on the whole dressed as a man in London. Okay. <laughs> All right, they're on to something new now. They think that they might have information that they refuse to give up to the press that will lead them to believe that Miss Christie had absolutely no intentions of returning to her home that evening. Oh, you you think maybe she left and didn't want to come back home that night? That's that now that's to. some good detective work, right? I mean, let me just tell you, those guys need a raise. I mean, the Bobbies back in the day weren't necessarily known for their thoroughness <laughs> or their scientific we acumen. Think that maybe she should she did not intend to return today. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, has been seven days. She does not. She did not intend to return. Yeah. Apparently. It's the letters that she, that was left and. The box of clothing that she took with her and <laughs> yep. a, a sack full of money and reservations yeah, at the stuff, spa. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> now we may think she didn't come home. We're on to December 15th. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Getting close to Christmas. <laughs> this is the last. This is the final day. Okay. <laughs> of the mystery. Would you care? Uh, you've probably already read it. No, I have there. not. I've literally gone to a different so, page, so I wouldn't. So on December 15th, <laughs> we are now at the conclusion of the story. Okay. Would you care to hazard a guess as to what's going on? I'm going to guess that at some point she went to the spa that she said she was going to go to. <laughs> she checked in under a different name, so that way the public wouldn't come and see her so she could get away for a few days chill out in the hot springs in the hot tub sit around naked with some other people and then go hey i feel better i'm gonna go home now so that's what you think okay do you want to know yes i do tell the, me what the, happened oh, what my the goodness. historical record states yes please um <laughs> on december 15th the author Agatha Christie has been found in a Yorkshire spa. Gee, where, where she said she was going to be. She was discovered staying in a room under an assumed name. You're lying to me. No. What? She was discovered. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Having a room. I did under not read this. I swear to you, I did not read this. <laughs> she, ha she had an assumed name. Uh, the name that she was checked in under was, um, where is it right here? Uh, Miss Marples. Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, she was checked in under the name Tress Neal, N-E-E-L-E. -E -E. 
Okay. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything <laughs> to me, but okay. Um her husband informed reporters that she had no idea who she was and she seems to have suffered from complete loss of memory. She believed herself to be Tress Neal. So so she had some sort of a mental break then, according to what husband says. Mm-hmm. Okay. But she was at the spa. Did, did did they not think to go and check the spa where she said she was going to she be? She didn't give the name of a specific spa. She just said that she was going to Yorkshire. How many flipping spas are there in 1929 in Yorkshire? Uh Maybe too many to look through. I don't know. Oh, there's seven of them. That's way too many for us to look at. There are hundreds of us police officers. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I agree. I don't know why they. And I mean, maybe it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's two o'clock. It's time for tea. We shall not go to that spa today. Right. Well, I mean, or maybe it's one of those things where this spa is like one of those. Super rich, hoity-toity, exclusive clubs. That then they're like, uh, no, Mister Bobby, unless you have a warrant to enter these premises, (laughs) unless you have a writ, (laughs) a writ. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's what the British call it. But unless you have a writ with one of our guest names upon it, and of course they're looking for Agatha Christie, not Tress Neal. Yeah, that's just true. And the I'm sorry, we have no one by that name. Yep. (laughs) Uh, So that's that's December fifteenth. She's been discovered. December sixteenth. Uh, the Times report that she had been checked into the Harrogate Spa under the name Miss Tress Neal. When asked, her husband, Colonel Christie, insisted he had no idea what the meaning of that particular name was, nor, hey, he add, did his wife. So she's back to Agatha Christie on the following day. She remembers everything. No, no. It was a few days before she started getting her memory. But. Okay. <clears throat> wow. Holy Holy wow. That's just, just, (laughs) that's cool though. I mean, I got to say the mystery of Agatha Christie's missing or your missing days. Okay. So Uh, now do you want to hear some of the rest of the story? Yeah, sure. I mean, oh my, Paul Harvey over here. Paul. Yeah. We got a Paul Harvey. All right. Are you ready for the rest of the story? I'm ready for the rest of the story. So, uh, (laughs) months after this whole ordeal. Yeah. She's been missing. She's been found. Police have been all that. You know, this is months later. Okay. They start to interview people around the event. And you mean they actually started asking <clears throat> questions? <laughs> well, I mean, after at first she was just, I have no idea. I don't remember. I have no memory. I can't tell you. So after she had some time to recover um, and she was always very tight lipped. She, in fact, she only ever made one public statement regarding this event much later in life. Okay. Um, what had happened was apparently a few, f- about four months before this happened, her husband had approached her to ask her for divorce. That he had fallen in love with another woman. No, I mean, I've I've heard of the divorce thing with that, them. So he yes. had fallen in love with another woman and wanted to separate. Okay. Um, and that was about four months before. This mental break. This, this whatever it was. <laughs> this, okay. Yeah, occurrence. <laughs> right. 
15 months after she was found, Agatha sued for divorce from her husband, which he accepted. Okay. And he promptly married a woman named... Tress Neal. Close. So close. Nancy Neal. <laughs> um, so when he claimed to have no idea what the name Tress Neal was, obviously he knew the name Neal. Right. Because that was the woman he had told his wife that I, I want to marry her. So... The only statement that Agatha Christie ever made regarding the events and this entire period of time, she, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have the quote or anything, but she had been under severe nervous strain due to the marital discord in her life. Her husband had approached her about divorce. Right. uh, And she just wanted to get away somewhere where she wasn't known and rest. As she was leaving, her mind wandered a bit, her car drifted, and she saw the quarry come in, and she had a brief thought of just flooring it and going over the edge, but she didn't. Then the next thing she knew, the car hit something and bounced really hard, and she smashed her head. Okay. And after that, she has no memory until, until being back home with her husband. Huh. So, I mean, okay, so here's the thing. If, if I am a police officer during this time period, I go and I talk to the people at that, the people that would, would have been around her. Mm-hmm. You know, when did she arrive? You know, who was she with? Who did she talk to? Go talk to those people. Start building a a timeline, a case, you know, or something. Just to, if nothing else, just fill in the the gaps. For they what? Just didn't do that though. It's not a case. She was missing. She bumped her head. She got lost. They found her. Case closed. <sighs> There's more to it than that though. They don't get paid for that though. You're right. You're right. I I mean, someone should have. I mean, an, an interest, an interested party should Hercule have. Hercule Poirot would have. Absolutely, he wouldn't have had to. He would have already. He wouldn't have been like, "Yep, the ground smells wet here. She is at that place." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so much about this still that, like, okay, so she wrecked her car. Yeah. How did she get from the car to the spa exactly. that she had booked? That's, that's what I'm saying. There's there are huge holes yeah. that need to be filled in. You're right. No, no, no. I totally agree. But I'm, I'm just, and like you were saying, it does mention like during that part where, you know, ten to fifteen thousand people have been looking, and the the cops start asking for amateur detectives, Conan Doyle, Some, like someone, all these other people start someone coming. Someone should to have help. been there. Yes. Yeah. Um. But that is the, uh, that is the story of the disappearance of Agatha Christie. Over ninety years later, over almost a hundred years later at this point. Historians are still arguing about what happened in those 11 days in 1926. That's was just it, insane. Was it petty revenge against her husband? Was it depression? Did she actually have amnesia? Yeah. You know, no one. Okay, here's the quote if you want the exact quote from Christie herself. Uh, in 1928, in an interview she gave to the Daily Mail, she told them, 
There came into my mind, there came into my mind the thought of driving into it. However, as my daughter was with me in the car, I dismissed the idea at once. That night, I felt terribly miserable. I felt that I could go on no longer. I left home that night in a state of high nervous strain with the intention of doing something desperate. When I reached a point in the road, which I thought was near the quarry, I turned the car off the road down the hill toward it. I I think that's supposed to say felt. Oh, no, no. I left the wheel and let the car run. So I guess she just let go of the steering wheel. Ah, yeah. She was flung against the wheel and her head hit something. Up to this moment, I was Mrs. Christie. (laughs) That's what she said about it. But yeah. Dude, that's just crazy is what that is. Uh, Right? So uh, a mystery author stumps the nation and pretty much the world for 11 days Yeah, with a mystery of our own making. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, it really caught my, uh, caught my. Yeah. I attention. mean, that's, I, it's, it's as cool as it can be. That's, I mean, like I say, I love her, her, her books. Her stories are phenomenal. It's just, that's just crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. It's pretty insane. Like, it's just, uh, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like some of the, some of the things that she wrote, even they have that. I mean, there's so much mystery that is interwoven. And I mean, that's what she did. So it just makes sense to me that these 11 days would be shrouded in mystery because there is know. no detective that she that's really out there that is going to figure out where she was at. There's no one that's that's there is no Miss Marple or Hercule Poirot for her to go. Hey, you know what? Or to just say she was here and doing this with these people. And, yeah, you know, this is the culprit. And yeah. no, there's none of that. So that's that's I mean, it's cool, though. Yeah, it, it blew my mind when I found out about it. Like it just totally, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Probably the most selling mystery author of all time. I think. Yeah. Agatha Christie is, I think. Um, she's, if she's not, was the involved, most, but she's one of the most, she is. I think she's the, the most more, more copies of her books have sold than any other mystery author. I think. Um, she's what she has what 60 something books she's got a lot she's got a lot 60. and they've been around for 100 years so i mean right they've had a long time to rack up sales but i'm just, it's it's like for the author of one of the most prolific mystery authors of all time to have been involved in one of the most bizarre mysteries of modern time anyway like it just it's the irony of it you're right it's it is like, <laughs> like you're <what>? right <laughs> uh but yeah it's in a mystery that even she couldn't solve because it, you know allegedly she has no no memory of what happened that's uh yeah so anyway i love it okay so that is the uh the mystery of the disappearance of agatha christie everybody 
feel free to look into it. I'm sure I probably got some of the dates and a little bit of the facts and I wasn't a hundred percent accurate in my portrayal of all the events, but I did my best. Dude, you did awesome. If you want to read it up and tell me what I did wrong, then by all means you can do so. And, uh, you can drop me a line. Uh, you can go over on Facebook, our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash two minds podcast. And uh, you can drop me a line, an entire article. You can link me, whatever you want to do. Let me know where I screwed up because I know I did. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not even a question. I know I made mistakes, but I just found it fascinating and wanted to talk about it. So there you go. And my Disney people out there, because I know you're out there. It's not like that place is not the happiest place on earth. Shoot me a, a you know something, either a text or a tweet or a whatever, you know, use Facebook, send me a message. Right. Um, we have like Gmail, two minds podcast at gmail.com. And we also have Twitter. Yeah. You can find us at two minds podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just downloaded and finally started using the premium service on Spotify. Oh, like okay. I have been using Pandora forever and flipped over to Spotify and I'm really, really digging it. Um, Spotify is nice. It's very nice. Um, our host site, twominds.podbean.com, um, kicks all of our podcasts over to Spotify as well as all of the other like podcast services Indeed out there. Indeed it does. So you can search, you know, Jason Claywell or Jeremy Ham. put quotation marks around those yeah. or and i did actually look up two minds podcast on spotify and it brought us up like top like that we were the top one nice so we're that was progress. awesome yeah um so I, I you can find it by looking up two minds podcast it, it, it pops up now that's awesome that's yep. great it's good to see that we're getting recognition i guess finally maybe like we've got enough episodes <laughs> out that we're getting some links some weight to the search. I don't know. That's that's awesome. Though. Yeah, yeah that's really some cool. age. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Truth. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we love like, interacting with you out there, our 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 fans, our community, to interact with us. Drop yeah. us a line. Let us know what you thought. Give us some of your theories. We're very accessible. Yeah, we love talking to you. We really do. Yep. Um, and uh, you know, from us to you, Happy Halloween. Indeed. I stay mean, spooky. Stay spooky out there, people. This this is uh, be safe, but have fun. Yeah, and watch out for all the. You never know. You might open up a candy corn and find an AR fifteen in there. That's a possibility. You got to be very careful. People are do, putting crazy stuff in candy. You might find an AR fifteen. I've heard that there were some Scud missiles found in some Laffy Taffy. You got to watch yeah. out for that stuff, folks. Yeah, yeah, not cool. Not no. cool. Um, there was a flyer for the Spanish Inquisition, like rolled up in a Snickers bar. I heard that on the news the other day. Can you believe? And you never expect the Spanish Inquisition. Never, yeah. especially in a Snickers bar. <laughs> That's the craziest thing. So, folks, be careful with your candy out there. It's 